This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3441 for Monday the 11th of October 2021. Today's show is entitled Murphy Workbench. It is hosted by Operator and is about 14 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Operator talks about hitting his head on his workbench. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. of Hacker Public Radio with your host, Operator. This one's going to be pretty short. I'm going to be talking about a Murphy workbench. So if you have a minimal amount of space and you want to have a nice little workbench, um, this might be the deal for you. So I set out on this because I had uh, some electronic stuff I was working on and I had a big tray, one of those cheap plastic trays with a bunch of plastic connectors and whatever. And I had it curiously set on the edge of the table, and that was my dining room table, which is my workbench at the time. And, you know, my seven-year-old has knocked over stuff or messed with stuff or touched things before. Kathy's touched stuff or moved stuff around down there. Um, it's kind of a common area slash, you know, do whatever on the dining room table table. Um, and after he knocked over and we spent like 15 minutes cleaning up the mess, I said, you know what, I need to get my stuff into my own area that nobody's allowed into, or at least the seven-year-old's not allowed into, and I don't have to worry about him knocking anything over. And also, you know, because I'm not, you know, four, two feet tall, um, I don't have to hunch over stuff. So I want like a workbench that's really high, almost eye level, um, strangely enough. And I want to be able to work on and solder and look at stuff and uh, and whatever. So I sought out to um, try to think of ways that I could uh, approach that and first thought, oh, I'll go to the hardware store and buy one of those big, huge, you know, workbenches that's, you know, $800 or $300 or whatever for a workbench and, you know, might might have some drawers in it or whatever and replace the little tiny workbench I have in the garage. I said, well, hey, it's, it's hot in Georgia and there's like two months out of the year I can actually work in the garage without feeling miserable. Um, I take an old blower uh, HVAC blower and use that as a fan but I just didn't want to mess with that area it's, there's stuff you know, paint cans inside of this old cabinet um, that we were using and I'm using as a workbench for outside I said you know what I want something inside that's, that's for soldering and I can set up all my stuff and excuse me just set uh, or sorry stand and uh, do some soldering and some some technical stuff and then kind of be able to shut the door or be able to put it, leave everything where it is, and not have to worry about anybody knocking it over or whatever. So um, I started thinking about, you know, different ways to do that. And I was like, oh, well, what about like a Murphy bed, but just with a bench on it? So um, I got to thinking and looking around, and I'll put them in the show notes. This is a 
24 inch folding shelf bracket, collapsible bracket for shelves, walls, mounted hinge, space DIY bracket for table bench, max load 500 pounds. So, in the picture, it shows like a very small 24 inch, maybe 25 inch, 26 inch piece of wood. Um, my piece of wood is, I don't know, two feet, three feet long. Um, looks like two and a half feet, three feet long. Um, and I have two, of course, two hinges. It comes in, I think, a pair or two. Or maybe you have to buy each one. I, I can't even remember. I think it comes in a pair. Um, anyways, uh, I've I found other ones that seem kind of goofy or whatever looking and not super sturdy. Um, but I saw these and they looked more sturdy. They looked less clinky or clunky. Um, and I stuck with these. And then really all you need is a piece of wood, right? So um, seeing as how wood's like a million dollars or something, um, went to Lowe's and um, got some MDF. This is what I've been using for my table here. I have a, um, I might've done a webcast on it, but it's a, a dual engine or dual motor standing desk. And um, I just bought the motor and the table part, but I didn't buy the top part, the table part. I just bought the motors and the, the legs or whatever. The kit. Hey, buy your own wood. Well, I use, excuse me, I use MDF for that. Um, for that purpose, and I've used MDF before to extend other desks and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with MDF. You know, it does not like water very much. Um, so you got to be careful with water. But really, I've had the same piece of MDF on my desk for five years or ten years, and it starts to get rough a little bit. But after that, it doesn't really matter. It's just from the oils on your hands and stuff, it's not that big of a deal. And I like the sturdiness of it. I like the thickness of it. Um, it's it's not uh, it's not uh, feels good or okay. So, anyways, I use MDF for that too. And I want to say it's like three feet by four feet. I, I don't even know. Um, like two and a half feet by three feet or something. Um, I wanted more a wider table, but I didn't. I didn't want to stress the the uh, Murphy table joints or whatever. So I figured I need a big enough space to put a couple of things, tools or whatever I'm working on, and then the soldering iron and whatever else. So I figure that's about as big as I can get without, you know, questioning the the strength of the quote unquote 500 pound hinges. Um, it might have 100 pounds on it at any given time, but that's about that's ever it's gonna have. So um, put it on there, drilled it in. Of course, uh, MDF smells, so you're gonna have to give yourself some space, time, whatever, um, to let it. Uh, irrigate after you've cut it now Lowe's Home Depot will cut MDF for you more or less um, the first time I went to Home Depot they were about to close and they huffed and puffed and made some BS excuse that they couldn't do it um, so I went to Lowe's and they do it without question so no problem there and brought it home set it up um, had my kids help me set it up and uh, so far so good um, and I've, I've been using it for about a month. I've used it four or five times now for various projects, um, doing the lights. Eventually, I'll do a Christmas tree lights episode, but that's a different story. Um, but what I'll say is the first time, it's right behind my chair. Like, I think I could lean my head back and hit the corner of the table. Let me see. Um, not necessarily. I could. If I was, if I threw my chair back and hit through my head back, I could probably hit my chair. But I know the things over there, so I don't, I won't do that. But um, it's close. It's I can stand up and it will be right in front of me. So if I stand up and get out of my chair, it's half, half an inch or 
a half a foot, six inches away from me, basically, when I stand up from out of my chair. Um, so I would say, had I had a choice, I would have moved it to the other side of the wall where it wouldn't be in the line of fire. So you want to put it out of the common area of the room. So put it off to the corner or back in the corner where there's no foot traffic or where you're not going to be moving a lot. I put it basically in the middle of the doorway in my chair, which is the worst possible place I could have put it, but it's the most convenient. Um, and I can also kind of have the screen up for my workstation and be looking at videos or something. I thought, you know, I want to be close to the computer. So if I want to watch a video or something on how to do something or whatever, I can have the, 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 uh, the relativeness to the computer. And I also thought it was just kind of an open area. It looked open and there was plenty of space there. And in hindsight, I should have moved it somewhere off to the side or put it on the corner or put it somewhere out of high traffic area, kind of near the door to near the back of the door or something. Um, I don't know, bad placement. So con consider placement. Um, I had to round the edges after I ran into it twice and I still continue to kind of run into it. Um, it's not nearly as bad, obvious, but if, you know, the phone rings or the doorbell rings and you get up and you dart and you've got about half a second to decide whether or not you're going to run into the table or not. Um, so if you're in a big hurry, I'll run straight into it. Um, so just bad placement. I rounded the edges. That helped me for a while. Um, I've yet to run into it since I rounded the edges, obviously. Um, but here I was doing something on the ground um, near my desk, and I was looking for something or filtering through something or I don't know what it was, but I lifted my head up and hit uh, one of the release releases for the table. And I don't know how the other one popped, which is not super, uh, not super promising. But somehow I had hit my head so hard that both both of the latches um, fell, um, and uh, it hurt my head. And of course, when it the latches fell or whatever, it folded the table down and all the shit on the table fell. Luckily, there was nothing I was working on. I just had I just have some stuff here on the floor that's ancillary. But it hit so hard, a picture fell off the wall that I hadn't secured properly that I had custom made, and of course it fell into a bucket which I use for my HVAC water and a uh, little window, not window, air conditioning unit, but a little air conditioning unit, and that fell into the thing and ruined the picture. And, of course, the four-leaf clovers that I collected um, with it. But uh, that was during COVID. I got, like, eight four-leaf clovers and put them in a frame and with my wife or whatever. Um, so placement um, and uh, rounding those edges. Um, I'll say the loudness or the um, kind of the pros. It's easy to clean up. So all you do is you fold the you fold the you fold the table down and let all the dirt and whatever fall on the ground. And if you want to just wipe it off with like a wipe it off with like a paper towel or something, you can get all the little bits of stuff that stick on there. And then you just vacuum up the carpet and you're good to go. Um, the other one is that you know the height is great for tall people. So basically, when I stand up. It's kind of in my armpit right now. The corner of the table's in my armpit. I'm six feet tall. So when I'm working on stuff, I don't even have to hardly move my head. I tilt it slightly forward a little bit, um, but I'm not hunched over the desk um, trying to work on something. So the height is necessary. Um, I would even say I would like it even higher, but you know I don't want it so high that I can't actually work on stuff and reach crap. Um, so having it you know, no higher than your arm length I feel like it's good enough. So like the, 
where your arm height starts, that should be the highest because you don't want to be like a three-year-old and like putting your hands up above the table. So you want the height to be no higher than your actual armpit kind of deal. So I gave myself an extra six inches for the arm from the arm. Um, so that way I'm only looking at a six inch pitch from doing soldering. Um, the other pro I'll say is uh, safe space, obviously. Again, I went over the cons. Um, you know, I hit ran into it twice before I rounded the edges, um, hit my head on it. Um, the other con is it's, it's loud. So, I mean, that's that's it normal. That's me normally pushing it. So if I want to do it as quiet as I can. That's about as quiet as it, as it gets. So like if you're wanting to do this at night, you're going to have to set up buffers where all the connection points are so that it's not so damn loud. Um, so the loudness, you know, if you're trying to be sneaky or quiet or trying to work on stuff at 3 o'clock in the morning while your family's sleeping, um, it's pretty damn loud because it hits the walls and travels. So you might want to do some uh, that uh, that fancy foam that they use for speakers and put that uh, on your mounting brackets so there's not a ton of, uh, that maybe it limits, maybe that'll help limit the, the noise from the moving the thing up and down. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't really know there's a whole lot you can do about it because it's attached to the wall, and the wall is like a giant speaker. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, I like it. Um, like I said, if anything, I would have changed the placement of it, but this has got four screws in it, and I'm not about to move four screws. Um, some of them aren't flush to the wall. For example, um, this one is got a tiny little piece of metal that I guess you could put like a flat screw on or whatever. Um, but it's, I don't know, an eighth of an inch piece of metal where the, the width of the frame of the thing. Um, so it sits flush up against the wall. And that's what I wanted. But what I didn't want is a big gap or like anything, you know, anything bad, um, anything hinged base or whatever. So I wanted it to be flush up against the wall so I could maximize that space. If I wanted to, you know, lean something up, something up against the wall. But other than that, um, pretty standard stuff. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I had to use some uh, wrong screws, and then I filed them off with the Dremel tool. So uh, you'll see that. And some of my handiwork is I'll have screws that are too long. I'll screw them in, and then I'll sand down the. Uh, I'll use the Dremel tool to cut the screw off, and then I'll sand it down with uh, either the Dremel tool or just sandpaper or whatever. So you can see these little metal spots, uh, little burn marks where I've sanded down the, uh, cut off and sanded down the, the uh, thingy. So it doesn't have to be perfect, obviously. I mean, you can stain it, make it look nice, right? Um, that's pretty much it. Hope this helps somebody out and uh, have a good one. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. 
Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.